Hello and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel. We're going to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to Lon Draga and Billy Connors. I'm actually Top Leading Explosion Network's resident, friendly network podcast host. Join me today, Ultimate Kieran Marchant. Um, you know what? You might even call me superior, Kieran Marchant, with, uh, with this movie we're talking about today compared to what we've talked about the last three weeks. Ooh, and the astonishing Dylan White. Um. I was trying to think of another word for <laughs> amazing. I was like, I don't know. Yes. Splendid? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, spectacular. spectacular was yeah, right I was going to say. It's, Fuck. I, it's I, like I was like the, the most I favorite like, uh, animated brain, series. I was trying to... I was trying to my, my brain farted. Sorry. Anyways. Yes. So today we're talking about the amazing Spider-Man. Seems a bit excessive. You know, if you're gonna steal cars, don't dress like a car thief. You found my weakness. It's small knives. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Parker. What does your father do, Peter? Well, I never really knew my father. My parents left when I was very young. Peter, someday you'll understand. Did you tell the boy about his father? Lottery cutters. I'm Richard Parker's son. If you want the truth about your parents, Peter, come and get it. Released in 2012, directed by Mark Webb, screenplay by James Vanderbilt, Alvin Sargent, and Steve Kloves, story by James Vanderbilt, based on Spider-Man by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, starring Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Reese Iffens, Dennis Leary, Campbell Scott, Ifran Khan, uh, Martin Sheen, and Sally Field. Peter Parker, an outcast high school student, gets bitten by a radioactive spider and attains superpowers. He's soon, he is, soon he is forced to use his abilities to fight a monstrous foe. Sounds exactly like the first film. Uh, <laughs> Kieran, as someone who's shared his dislike of the uh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire trilogy. What do you think of Amazing Spider-Man? Um, look, as we said when we um, were discussing the original Raimi trilogy, was that Raimi was almost going for a romance movie over a Spider-Man movie, and I think this movie does a better job of being both a romance movie and a Spider-Man movie in one. I think it does definitely have its flaws, and um, you know, I, there's definitely the criticism of maybe Garfield's Peter Parker is probably a little bit too cool a little bit too kind of uh uh i don't know hip if you want as the kids would say apparently um but i think his his version of spider-man at least is by and far the better version of spider-man of Kira, the two we've seen let so me far. ask last this is he cool now he might have been cool then but is he cool now uh, probably not now i don't know i can't remember the last time i even saw him in a movie to be perfectly honest no but like that version of peter parker is he cool <laughs> Uh, I, 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 yes. Or has it gone back around to being the outsider type? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I it, it's, it's, it's. I don't know if he's outside. And this is the thing, right? I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, and I don't. 
and, and, and I think too, too much of the maybe the criticisms of the second movie maybe you flowed onto my perception of the first movie. Um, well, I really love this when I first saw this, and, and I really enjoy it now. I think uh, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield both have fantastic chemistry on screen. Um, I think Emma Stone does a fantastic job portraying Gwen Stacy, and I think Mark Webb. I think Mark Webb coming off the success of Five Hundred Days of Summer into this movie, you can kind of see those kind of almost real people in the writing. Like you could you can believe that Peter and Gwen are actual people, actual characters. They have their awkward moments, they have their normal moments. Yes, you know, Peter has what you could see is the continued creepiness as um with like you know, having the picture of Gwen on his wallpaper on his computer. But at the same time it's like it's done in an endearing way and it's a nice way and I think as a whole this movie is just a better Spider-Man package. I think the one, my one major deterrent about the Spider-Man section of this movie is I don't love the suit design. I think the suit design is probably lacking compared to the Raimi Spider-Man suit. Um, but as a whole, this yeah, no, this this movie in general gets Spider-Man right. He is smartass. He is kind of fun-filled. He's you know he's a like. A confident superhero. And at the same time, it gets Peter right, even though Peter is a bit too cool. But it still builds Peter to be a real character. It builds Gwen to be a real character. Even does fucking Flash Thompson better than um, the original did in the first movie. Like, I, I just think as a whole, this movie's just written a lot better. Uh, Dylan, do you think Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is too cool? Nah, I like I liked it then, I like it now. I think he's, he's, um, he's not... The super popular kid in school, so I'd still think it's like he's not a cool kid. He doesn't have like he's not actually a jock. He's not actually the popular one in class or whatever. They've they've gone for what they went for is instead of doing the the old age thing where it's like oh super nerdy kid, which is what they were going for with toby Maguire, like that sort of outcast or whatever mm. they've tried to do a more modern outcast of like skater punk dude like who you know like like he's he's not nerdy kid but getting picked on he's just the outcast which is doesn't make him popular like i don't think it makes him i think it's just you're looking at it going he's a skater so he must be cool or whatever <laughs> but like they've just gone for the I don't outcast know. i think it's just his general type. his general aesthetic just comes off as maybe a little bit too cool. I think he just comes off as not caring. Like he doesn't yeah, I don't think that like that's he's, cool, isn't he's it? Not, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they like they didn't they, they didn't get rid of the character type of No, definitely not. No no no. Like it's just they tried to do a different version of it, I think. Um and I yeah, I liked it because I remember when this came out obviously um I was like still skating at the time, so I was like, oh yeah fucking let's go, bro. <laughs> Do a kid flip. Um I think I really like this when it came out and I really like it now. I think the the highs are the cast. Obviously the the chemistry between the two leads is definitely the best sort of romance chemistry that you've had with any Peter Parker and love interest so far in my opinion. Ooh. Um I I'm just, it's better than um Zendaya and um old mate. You say it's better <laughs> than Toby. <laughs> Toby and Kirsten. Kristen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is the the best romance like chemistry wise um between any of the actors i think the the one problem but um i really like the way they do his um his web 
stuff in this one and explain all that and um, how they go about it. And, like, you mean they like, show makes- that Peter Parker's actually smart? They don't just keep yelling it at you and hopefully it makes sense? Like the first trilogy? Yeah. You get seen like test well, him and like whatever else and come up with it. And they, I think, um, what was it? I think it was on Corridor Crew like a couple months back where they did one talking about swinging this and how they, they talked about it. Yeah, they did it for real. They designed it so it made more sense the way he like sort of angles across instead of just going in straight lines or whatever the swing um so like when we got to that scene and this i was remembering that corridor crew video um i think the only problem i have this is the same problem i have back when it came out which is it's held back by just sort of it's not a remake yet it treads a lot of similar water and since we just watched the first one toby mcguire first one real recently um the similarities between the two villains although different characters but you still have that father figure um esque sort it's of a father type. figure hearing voices <laughs> it is yeah head. like well no actually, so they so come across quite the similar problem isn't actually the script or actually the performance it's actually the editing that so the scene where it just comes off as him doing that inner voices thing the original scene was him and peter parker talking to each other and they've just cut the dialogue, his dialogue, out of that scene and put it in to make it look like it's a voice in his head rather than having him having more of a direct conversation with Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker about what's going on. Interesting. I mean, it's a choice. That scene it's still aside, I still, that it's scene still aside I, still think, I still think it's a very similar character type where mm-hmm. he's you know, pulled into Oscorp and even though it's not Osborne himself, you've got... Um, it's a mental figure. You've yep. got the mentor figure and all that sort of stuff. And for, I would say the first half of this movie, it is like, it's good, but it just feels so similar. Like there's differences, but ultimately it feels similar. And that's, that's sort of the downfall of this movie is they, they, they do change a lot and they do try to change things here and there and whatever else. But as much as they, they do try, it still feels like they got pushed by the studio to go like, we'll just try and like do something similar to what people would be known and, what they would want or whatever. So, um, yeah, I still think it's a good movie. Um, I definitely enjoyed watching this one more than the original, but I just, even if you didn't like rewatching the original, it's still going to come across like, oh, they're just trying to be a bit too safe here. Yeah, I really enjoyed this film as well. I think Andrew Garfield does a great Spider-Man. You know, he does, you know, the what, there's a lot more funny one-liners and quips. Um, I think this, like the CGI and like him swinging around still looks really good. Um, I like like the story progression. It, I think they do do it a bit different. Um, obviously with Spider Man going around and like trying to find Uncle Ben's killer. Uh, you know, and like that's his motivation for being Spider Man to start off with. Uh, until he gets to finally like save somebody, and then it's like everything kind of changes. I think that's an interesting. I think that's a great moment. But then it's like the only like really spectacular moment from this movie. I think that's why it's maybe not as is like it brings it down a bit. It's like yeah, it's really good, but there's nothing like really super memorable about it. Like, what did you guys remember of this film before you actually watched it? The, the crane scene. Well, uh, yeah, because it's that's a great <laughs> meme. Yeah, I just remember. I would say if I remembered anything, it was just it would be less Spider-Man scenes and just more Gwen and Peter scenes. Yeah, that, and I think that for me, I really enjoy the sequence with Lizard and Spider-Man in the high school. 
like I think that shot really well and is done. Yeah, that's um, true. Well, actually, I yeah, I remember the because there's a GIF of the Stanley. Yeah, and I think that's one of my favorite Stanley cameos is just we'll how it's it. Corey, <laughs> yeah, behind him. <laughs> Don't jump like, that's a fam- that's a that's a popular moment that I didn't forget. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's go into Building Spider-Verse, obviously. We've got Peter Parker, played by Andrew Garfield, uh, created by Stanley and Steve Diffco. We all know uh, debuted in The Amazing Spider-Man 15. I think it's interesting, this iteration... Well, I think it this iteration is also so closely tied to his parents as well, which I think is very interesting. It's like, that wasn't really explored in the first one. Like, it's like, his parents... It was never discussed in the first one, right? You no. just had Uncle Ben's Aunt May. But this one is like... It's never touched in the new one either. And as far as I'm, any other Spider-Man thing I've ever watched or read, I don't think his parents... Well, I think it's always a it's always a decision to how much they include his parents. Because generally, if his parents are included, they go the direction that this movie slash the, the sequel take with his parents. Um, which can be very divisive in some people's minds. And kind of might even take away a little bit too much from... You know, Peter being kind of your everyday ordinary superhero in many ways, like it kind of takes away the the everyman um, point of view. It doesn't do it in this movie, but it leads into it with the second movie a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think obviously, you know, I like the suit. I think it it looks good. Okay. We slowly get to it. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think it's it's interesting when you because I, I think I got super interested in it as I, I did some more looking into this and I watched some stuff and I read some stuff and um, when the suit was designed it was supposed to be designed in a way that made you believe that a teenager could make it that somebody in high school could make it like the mm. um, the eyes are the kind of the lenses from some sunglasses the soles of the shoes of the feet are actually soles of some shoes like it is. Supposed to be designed that way. I just don't know. I just think maybe the color palette could be tweaked just a little bit to have um, maybe include a bit more red or not to be as fine with the spider symbols. Always a thing for me, uh, but I think they definitely do for my personal taste improve a lot with the uh, the second suit from the upcoming movie. Yeah, uh, can I also say why would you go into a room full of spiders? That's a very weird scene. I was like, what? Because he's why would you about- keep walking in? <laughs> no, because he's curious about his dad's research and stuff, and obviously because he's seen you spiders can do it in his from dad's- a distance. No, but he do it with like because he saw the spider in his dad's office previously. So I guess it's just a, an ongoing kind of curiosity from it all. Yeah, it's kind of messed up that he pulls that string, obviously that bit of web from his neck at the end, with the spider still attached. I feel like this movie almost needs a warning for people who have, like, you have arachnophobia. arachnophobia. Yeah. Mm. More so, I know it's called Spider-Man and all, but... <laughs> like. Absolutely. Uh, of course, we got Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man 31, November, uh, December 1965, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Uh, I think I agree with Dylan, maybe his best love interest so far. Mm-hmm. I would agree just on based off real life chemistry as well as just the you know the on screen chemistry of Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Well, I mean Zendaya and Tom Holland are dating. Yeah, but I don't think we've <laughs> ever really had the. There is more of an open, interested relationship in this one where for the Tom Holland's a day run so far they've been going for that awkward, 
kind awkward of awkward like each other. Yeah, awkward like each other, but don't want to talk about it. Whereas the kind of the chemistry between Gwen and Peter in this movie is kind of overflowing, and it's super fucking obvious that they like each other and they go forward with that relationship fairly easily and fairly quickly. Do we? That goes from he's surprised that she re- he she remembers his name to you know dating pretty quick. You know. Well, I think they they start seeing more of each other, and of course, there's got to be, you know, moments in this where they're skipping over time in the movie, where That's you true. guess they're interacting a lot more and they're spending more time together. Mm. Um, I think that the scenes that we do get is enough to to see the um, believable things about the the believable kind of natures of it, and I think the best thing is that it captures, even though Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone don't exactly look like teenagers. They look more like teenagers than fucking Tobey Maguire. <laughs> and I think... I think they do. I think they look like... They're not... They're supposed to be college students in this or whatever. No, well, like, well no, they're seniors. They're whatever. seniors. Like, it's their final year of yeah, high so school, which is... How old's It that? is later, but... No, but uh, I like think... Like 17 least, or 18, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like, you're 18. Yeah. They're at least written like they're just teenagers. Like, Peter is written like a teenager for the fact of he doesn't... He doesn't have this like overall maturity of like the the age old fact of oh I can't tell my love interest or my girlfriend that I'm a superhero stuff when dude just kind of comes out with it fairly you know normally and fairly quickly in their relationship which in many ways is kind of a breath of fucking fresh air um and and it kind of shows that he hasn't rushed to that kind of thinking and and I really like where that leads the story for these next two movies of. You know, there is some progression to that rather than there just being, uh, oh, nobody, I can't do this because anybody that I care about is going to get hurt. And it's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, teenagers make dumb fucking decisions. And even if they think they like they know the right thing to do or the best thing to do, it doesn't mean they're going to do it every time. I just Googled it, by the way. It does say 17 to 18. So if you want to say they're both well, 18. How long, when did Easy A come out? I don't know, like a couple years prior or whatever, yeah. Everybody would believe she was a teenager then, so. Yeah. Mm. I'm saying, like, if you, it's. Maybe imagine, looking back at it like, just because. If you're I saying know. they're 18, if this was in Australia, 18 is an adult. Like, you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> in America, 18 is not drinking, but it's, like, it just for comparison, like, I think. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, late, late teens. It's, it's basically an adult, depending on what country you're in, so. I yeah. think they look the part. I think they act yeah. the part. Yeah, I like him. Uh, I will say, just remembered, um, obviously with Andrew Garfield, I don't know, did you guys ever see that clip of him at Comic-Con? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, if you don't remember, uh, at the first ever Amazing Spider-Man panel at Comic-Con, in the lead up to Spider-Man, someone dressed up as Spider-Man, like, interrupts the introduction uh, and starts going talking about his love of Spider-Man and everything, and it's Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Oh. He like he he storms the the question mic, uh, gives a whole speech about how important Spider Man was to him and everything, and that's a lot more than you felt from Tobey Maguire. You know, you never saw Who anything was on the about. Battle? No, it was like cast crew. Okay. You know, but no, this is like before the actual everyone's introduced. He like comes up in a Spider Man outfit. That I missed the key point, <laughs> so no one knew it was Sp- Andrew. Garfield. Yeah, well, that I think. I, I I remember reading there was an interview of him where he was like really pissed off after like 
he found out he, there wasn't going to be a third one of these and like all that stuff went down and they cancelled all the movies. There was an interview of him where he was basically not giving any fucks and he was like talking about how he had all these de- ideas for the character. He was like pushing Sony to actually bring his Spider-Man into the MCU and like, you, like if you ever read it, you can tell he like yeah, was obviously passionate awesome, yeah. for this. Ca- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we'll discuss it next week. What you know? What if? Um, <laughs> what if? What if? Uh, but yeah, you know, lovely couple. Uh, next up, we've got lovely Rus- couple. They're a lovely couple. They're lovely too. couple. If why didn't they work out? Uh, Reese Evans <laughs> as <laughs> as uh, Doctor Curtis Connors, the lizard. Uh, first appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man number six, November 1963, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. I very much disliked the design, <laughs> I think. I think the biggest mistake they made was going for that human face. Yeah. Should have uh, just gone complete lizard. Go complete lizard, you know? I think around the same time, though, oh, not long after, they had the one of my favorite lizard artists uh, on Marvel, uh, Chris Bakula. He did, like, some really good art for the Lizard during his run. Uh, if it had been something like that, that would have been really cool. You know? You never but go full hog. You know, you, you just lizard. need... You guess they wanted him to have lips to talk? <laughs> I guess <laughs> like they wanted... I think, I think maybe they just wanted more of the uh, actor's performance to come through when he was a monster and having that facial recognition and facial capture for it rather than just be completely alien and completely kind of um reptile but you need to go a hundred percent you can't go 88 percent and then um try and pull back at the last second with its design yeah i guess i will say Uh, the the like the effects of the effects when he like grows his hand for the first time and like pulling away the skin and like kind of how it looks is kind of insane. Um, and I think they do I a really good job. I reckon that was a prosthetic. I reckon that wasn't CGI. I'm going to say it's not. CGI. No, I think it was a prosthetic that went over his actual arm because it's very fat and very... Uh, um, I don't know what the word Squishy is. Looking. Uh, squishy looking. Squishy <laughs> looking, yeah. And also, n- one of my f- favourite shots of this movie <laughs> is him with the mirror where he's like making it look like he's got his, like, the second arm and everything. I really like that shot for for whatever reason, for the showing the kind of mental well-being for his character. This is a very time. ableist movie. <laughs> also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to fix all these people. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, they could have, yeah, done a bit more. I mean, there's some cool sequences, obviously. We talked about, like, the high school and stuff, and then in the sores with, like, the lizards following, coming to him, being drawn to him. That's yeah, freaking freaky and stuff, so. But what, how do we feel about his major plan? He's going to turn everybody into lizards. Dumb, right? <laughs> well, no, he just wants to cure everybody. He just wants to make By humanity. By turning them into lizards. But what else is he going to turn them into? He's like, man, I turned into a fucking lizard, and I'm great. Like, I've got this massive... I've That's got another arm point. now. Yeah. Um, if I do this, this will help everybody. Everybody will be saved by this. You're all welcome. Next up, we have Dennis Leary, who plays Captain George Stacy. Uh, first appearance in Magic Spider Man number 56, January 1968, created by Stanley, John Romita Sr., and Don Heck. Uh, you know, he obviously 
much bigger role than James Cromwell got last uh, Spider-Man Sam Raimi film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. Seems like a good dad. And then, you know, a solid police chief, even if he doesn't believe Peter when he comes in and tells him that a scientist turned himself to a journalist. No, but he, he doesn't believe him. But then at the same time, he goes, he, check it out. Ah, fuck. I better look into this. It sounds ridiculous and I don't want it to be true, but yeah, okay. Find out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I I think he plays a character well and does a good job of being a sort of antagonist. I think it's it's interesting that they, in many ways, almost split the the Uncle Ben role a little bit in this movie where um, kind of all the words of wisdom and all the kind of the wise speeches kind of came from Ben in the Raimi trilogy where I think that this one is very much split between um, Ben and Captain Stacy and I think it does a really good job and, and has a, a good effect on um, for kind of pushing Peter at the end of this movie and, and like evolving his character as well as his relationship with Gwen yeah. okay and he go pulls a gun shotgun from somewhere he can reload real quick he's just Putting bullets in that lizard. Crazy. Also love the uh, dinner scene where they're like having that like pretty heated back and forth about vigilantes and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the other scene that I really like is obviously him and uh, Gwen when Gwen's trying to trick <laughs> tell lies as to why she can't come out. Okay. I just pretty, love the scene where he's like, dad. Just, just last week you wanted to live in a palace full of chocolate or whatever. No, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's very. So isn't she like, well, I've grown up now or whatever or something like that? <laughs> well, cho- chocolate is very fattening and yeah. it's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Next up, we've got Martin Sheen as Ben Parker. Uh, of course, Amazing Spider-Man number 15, 1962, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Uh, might as well key in Elizabeth Sally Field as Aunt May, made in Spider-Man 15, August 1962, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. How do we feel about this, Aunt? Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Well, they couldn't do wrinkles, so they had the highest. <laughs> 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 um, no, I think they're both good. I think they're, obviously, the, the bar was set, and, um, they, again, they just don't tr- try to do the exact same version, so they've, they've de-aged, or gone for slightly younger people so you don't get direct comparisons whereas if they'd hired like more older um uh, uncle then you would have got more of those direct comparisons but i think they do a good job of both being the warm sort of parent types for for peter but also being different enough that uh, they stand out um especially her as you go into the second one i guess gets a bit more time I think, yeah i um, definitely look yeah. Oh, sorry, go for it. <laughs> um, I just, I think, well, I think um, Martin Sheen is the best Uncle Ben out of the two for kind of on screen, in my opinion, just because there's uh, there's something about the voice. But he doesn't say the line. <laughs> he doesn't say the line, but I don't think he needed to say the line. He says the line, he just says it in more words than he needs to. Um, but there's something about listening to that voicemail at the end um, that still kind of hits hard even on um subsequent viewings past the first time it, it, it's still very heartfelt and very loving and caring and um may i actually appreciate that things aren't perfect at home peter's coming home with visible like bruising on his face from his time being spider-man 
he is going through a phase after losing his Uncle Ben and he's shutting down from her. And having it where their relationship isn't just kind of perfect and seamless and she's not completely clueless where it's like something's going on here. She's trying to get through to her child, surrogate child, nephew. It's just... I appreciate it a lot more, and it goes a long way of building their relationship a lot more than the Raimi Aunt May. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think this might be the better pairing. Um, yeah, yeah, really sweet and like you know, bit of everything. You know, obviously Uncle Ben gives him some tough love. You know, I mean, he also sets him up with Gwen, so you know, playing the wingman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm his parole officer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's got a picture of you on his computer. (laughs) (laughs) That's such an old person thing to say. Uh, uh, Yeah. So let's move on to Stanley's hiding for this week. He is the librarian at Midtown Science High School, comically oblivious to the fight between Spider-Man and the lizard happening behind him. A table nearly hits him as well due to the fact that he's listening to classical music. He walks out of the library as the fight continues. Pretty great cameo. Memorable. Way more memorable than any of his cameos in um, the Rami ones. I mean, I think how many movies in is this? You know, obviously we'd started the MCU, so, uh, you know. This is after Avengers. Yeah, so, you know, they know he can do stuff. They know he can act. (laughs) They know he can act. He's good for a, a laugh and sequence. Uh, you just stunt. Dodge yeah. a table. Yeah. And that's been your Stanley signing for this week. Kieran, what's the most marvelous moment from his blazing Spider-Man? It's gotta be, hey, Spider-Man, use my cranes! We got you, <laughs> Spider-Man! No, I think oh. there is, even though it's meme to hell, um, there is a real sweet moment of capturing that Spider-Man is actually becoming a hero of New York better than they did in the Raimi trilogy. Even though it's, you know, it's a meme now and it's quite funny that, you know, all these cranes line up. Every time you see cranes, it's like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's got to be, you know, everything (laughs) has to... Even the Spider-Man video game for PS4 had a crane sequence in it. Like, um, I just... Yeah, no, it was just a nice thing to see. It's a better way of showing that New York growing to appreciate Peter Parker and appreciate Spider-Man. And having just, like, the actual... Him first going through that kind of encounter with the police, getting freaking shot by one of the police by accident, um, and how that affects him going forward. (laughs) It was not an accident. Uh, The the guy has been told to cease fire. And he shot anyway. (laughs) 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 That was not an accident. A statement about other things. We'll not go into that <laughs> yeah. one. But, uh, it's a typical American police situation. It's like, I couldn't see what I couldn't see any of your skin. And uh, yeah, no, I think <laughs> there's there something. <laughs> there's something real nice about just the, the the that kind of sequence of coming together and showing um, his own growth as well as the the people of New York's growth for around Spider Man. Yep, Dylan, what's the most marvelous moment of you making Spider Man? I was gonna pick the cranes. <laughs> so um backup will have to be just the I'm gonna go with the the just the montage of him doing his webs and um making them and learning them and all that sort of stuff, because I just I enjoy that whole sequence. So I think that just shows him 
like having fun, growing his character, learning, making those things. That he's actually smart and um, does a way better job of explaining that he's actually got some brains under there than. My question is, how did. much did they cost? Uh, not that much, apparently. Look. Amazon. He's probably got Prime. He got this. Uh, no, so Oscorp is just giving out these webs. These no, those like those kind ropes of ropes to random well, people. Apparently, apparently, yes. Apparently, Apparently, it was like on, on the website. It was on the website and everything, and it was like you know the statistics and the specifications and everything were. Done. Could have been like an industrial website, I think. I think so. I think it was supposed to be designed for like either military use or uh, use for construction workers and stuff like that. Right. Also, they did use it. It probably is very side. weird that nobody from Oscorp ran in that. Hey, there's like a Spider-Man swinging around on these webs. The webs look awful lot like the webs. We sell. And you know, we said, no. like, we delivered, like, a really big batch of this stuff to this <laughs> random Just... teenager, like, about a month ago. No, no, nah, we're fine. All right, that's fine. You go, guys. Yeah. I like to presume he figures out a way to... That he, he improves it. Not. And gets better. Or he steals yeah. it. It fell off the back of a truck. It's true. Yeah. For the greater yeah. good, you know. It's, it's only Oscorp. I mean, they, they can afford to lose them. Boxes of you know what spider it is? rope. You know what it is? Eventually, the whole reason for his relationship is Gwen, with Gwen, inside connections. She starts like- <laughs> She starts smuggling. Of, starts smuggling it out, doing the dodgy work, like going in, doing late nights, coming out with whole trash bags full of web for, Park, for Peter. You know, <laughs> it's the whole plan. Uh yeah, my most marvelous moment is the uh, bridge sequence where he's like saving all the cars off from falling off the edge, and then he goes and saves a kid. I think greatly shot. Obviously, you get to look at like Spider Man being Spider Man and like saving this kid. You know, giving him the mask to make him feel brave. You know, and then saves him. You know, as the car falls around him. <laughs> Pretty great sequence. Yeah. Uh, I will also shout out the sequence. I think that was in the original trailer. It's like he's uh, cornered that first dude. He's like in the back of the car. Uh, I like yeah, that whole sequence. That whole that, sequence. I remember watching watching this movie the first time. No, 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 my big weakness, small knives. That's the that is the moment watching the original where I was like, "Oh fuck, they got Spider Man right. Spider Man's shit talking, and it's actually good." Okay. I'm in for this. This is this is what I want. Um rather than Toby Maguire's delivery on any of the lines he was written ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh anything else you guys want to talk about from the film? Do you think it was too on the nose that he fell through a building into a wrestling ring? Surrounded by luchador masks, figures, posters. I think it was better than the the bone yeah. saw match from the original <laughs> ones. Nah. Kids want to get the idea from somewhere, you know. You may as well just. It's true. How do we feel about him testing his powers in like an abandoned fishing shipping yard? Was- it's cool as shit. It's the same place where um, Han teaches um, how to. <laughs> <laughs> it's where all the training gets done. <laughs> I do like there is the shot where like he goes down like the unbelievably high like um, pipe. Wall and it's like oh well shit okay this is uh, not believable but okay fine 
Spider-Man. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, my name's Peter Parker, and welcome to Jackass. All right. Uh, and then how do we feel about the ending? Obviously, we've got Captain Stacy who dies. You know, Peter stays away. Gwen is like, why are you staying away? She figures out and he made a promise not to see her anymore. And the last line of the film. Parker, don't make promises you can't keep. And Peter whispers to Gwen, those are, my th- those are the best kind. <laughs> but with much better delivery than that. Yeah, of course. Like, like no stutter. Quite confident, quite charming. <laughs> it's a little... I mean, you're going to break the promise that you made to my dying father. I mean, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> no, but it's a, such a teenager thing to do. Like, like you actually get given some What, good make advice. a promise to a dying man? No, 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 no. But it's like, you get some advice and you know it's the right thing to do, but you're a dumb fucking teenager and you're going to let hormones or what you you know your love interest get over like be more important than that and i think this does a better job when we talk about number two next week of dealing with that choice and going with it then fucking spider-man one into spider-man two did for the raimi trilogy because that choice is kind of forgotten in the second movie the second movie is really just peter being like why isn't she loving me why am i not her boyfriend why does she not care? It's like, well, he told her to get lost. <laughs> I feel like it's people fighting creatively a bit because it just all happens within basically five minutes at the end of the movie. It's like, oh, no, crying on the doorstep, I can't be with you. And then they're like, oh, actually, no, it's fine. Forget <laughs> all about it. I, but it's like, it feels like someone wanted to have the ending, the movie end on the whole down a note of I can't be with you, but then someone was someone said no. You can't there's been too many down ones. Maybe on also, maybe note. also they were like, yeah. "Hey, this is the same way Spider-Man One ended of the Raimi trilogy." Like I know we've got some parallels, but like let's let's circumvent that a little bit. All right, let's finish this episode, Kieran. Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> Fucking Amazing Spider-Man all day, every day. Take that 12 rounds and Amazing Spider-Man knocks it out every single one of them. Fucking <laughs> fucking self-biologically made web can go fucking live in a trash can. Web shooters for life! <laughs> Not audio, but I'm web zipping at the moment. Thwip. Thwip. <laughs> Dylan, Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man? Um, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I have to go Amazing Spider-Man as well. Yeah, they just did the origin. Better. It looks better. Yeah. Still he's still flipping. He's going to be twipping the rest of this episode. Let us know which one's better, Spider-Man <laughs> or Amazing Spider-Man, by going to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Uh, to find us on Twitter. He's still flipping. <laughs> or uh, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord to join our Discord. Uh... <laughs> Uh, if you want to help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, or tell people about all new Marvel cast. And if you like this episode and thirst with it all, head on over to our Kofi page at explosion.com slash support. On the next episode of our Spider-Man rewatch, we'll be discussing The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Rise of Electro. So make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all new Marvel cast. Still whipping. <laughs> <laughs>